0: We started this series of Ages and Stages last week. We want to better understand our own life stage, but also other people's life stages. And we want to learn to connect better across all life stages. Sandy did a marvelous job last week talking about the seniors. And um, she started by doing a roll call. And I'd like to do the same. Let's take a look at this chart for us to see where we're at now can we have a show of hands gen z's in the room come on don't be shy and some of you don't pretend you're not gen z all right good all right um millennials or gen y's oh look at them all oh very good i'm i'm not gen x Yeah. Um, boomers, boomers one and two. There we are. Post war. Do we have post wars in the room? Yes. It's yeah. great. If you are joining us online, put on the chat what generation you're from. World War II. Do we have World War II generations here? No? Nope. All right. There are stereotypes, aren't there, about the generations? The greatest, the silent generations, the World War II and post-war generations, they are the hardest working generation. The baby boomers, they put their careers before anything else. Generation X is cynical because they were forgotten by their parents. Millennials have unrealistic expectations and are obsessed with avocado toast. <laughs> and I read somewhere that if millennials stopped eating avocado toast, they would be able to afford a house. <laughs> and Generation Zs, they are lazy because they grew up with technology that, that does their work for them. There is now even a war between the millennials and the Gen Zs, middle parting or side parting. You get judged by how you part your hair. Like, come on. Skinny jeans or flared leggings. Cold. And, and they are totally cancelling each other over silly things. For those of you who don't understand what cancelling each other means, that's exactly what it means. To cancel each other. They are null and void. You are over them. You're not listening, la, 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 la. I would like to encourage us through this series to not do that, to listen with an open heart and open mind across the generations. A few years ago, I had the opportunity of spending a few days with someone I didn't know. And um, when I met them, I immediately stereotyped them as, someone that wouldn't add value to my life i was still nice because i'm nice and i'm kind but i wasn't ready to listen i i sat back instead of leaning in so we started by having a cup of tea together and i realized my posture changing from sitting back to leaning in more and more and more the next day i couldn't wait to jump out of bed to spend more time with them. I wanted to tell them all my problems. I'd become a fangirl, and I wanted them to tell me what to do with my life. And those few days that I spent with them totally enriched me. And God really, really taught me a lesson about leaning in and listening, especially to those who are different from me. So I want to encourage us to all do the same during this series when it comes to people and topics of another generation to lean in and listen. Fools think that their own way is right, but the wise listen to others. So don't be stupid. Don't be a fool. Okay? We good? I haven't offended anyone yet? We good? Yep. This morning, we're going to talk about adulthood. I remember being a child, sitting in the backseat of my car. I remember distinctly that moment. I was watching my mom driving the car, and I was thinking, oh man, the power she had to lead her own life. She could drive a car. And I started longing for that day when I too would become an adult, that I would make my own decisions and I would drive a car. I would tell my kids what to do. So I looked forward to it. My childhood was fantastic. Then I became a teenager. It was not fantastic. I started making bad choices, very bad choices, but Jesus pursued me. And I encountered God's love one evening in a very powerful way that changed my life forever. Late teens and young adulthood, God took me on a journey of healing and restoration. And then I got married and adopted a baby, and I was turning 30. I panicked. I knew the moment had come for me to become a grown-up, like my mom. I had my midlife crisis early, at 29. In my mind, I was becoming an adult. I didn't know if I would cope. I turned 30 I survived it was fine it was more than fine I loved it and then I turned 40 and 40s is fabulous I love it I think I'll enjoy my 50s too the lie and the common belief is that it goes downhill from here but I don't believe it I mean look at Sandy Hart The general consensus is that the time between the age of 20 to 55, kind of, is like the golden age, when one feels invincible. One is the prime of their life. One doesn't need to wear a mask. They've got the power. The world seems focused on this generation. They are the starring. They are the leaders, the people who make things happen. For some adults, it's a time of great, great pride a time to definitely not have to listen. They have the means, they have the power, they have the freedom to stand on top of the world. It is a time to ignore God and others and to put self above all. If that's you, the Bible says, don't let the excitement of your youth cause you to forget your creator. Honor him in your youth before you grow old and say life is not pleasant anymore. Let me tell you, you are not invincible. Let God take the driver's seat now. For some, along with the opportunities comes responsibilities and pressure, and you feel the pressure so greatly. Jesus says to you this morning, come to me, all of you who are weary, and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I'm humble and gentle at heart. You will find rest for your souls. For, your, for my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. If that's you, come to Jesus. Being a Christian doesn't doesn't change the challenges you face, but it changes the way you face your challenges. So come to Jesus. For some of us, along with those opportunities also comes anxiety and worry that we're not making it. This is the time of my life when I'm supposed to be making it, when things are supposed to be happening, but they're not. They're not working out for me. God says, I know the plans I have for you. They are plans for good, not for disaster, plans to give you a future and a hope if that's you, seek God first. Follow God first. Trust God. He has your future in his hands. And now to all the adults, kids, teenagers, seniors who are listening, I want to say this. Listen. Listen to each other and listen well. So now I'd like to invite you, you to come and listen to some of my friends who are adults in this live stage as they come and share their thoughts with us. Let's put our hands together to welcome an amazing panel. All right remember the goal in this series is to understand our own life stage better but also other people's life stages and learn to connect better across the life stages so let's start off by understanding a little bit better adults in 2022 okay because it's different in all times right so let's do that Uh, let's start with sarah sarah As a single person with a very busy job, Sarah is a teacher and I think teachers are superheroes. What are some challenges you face that we may not be aware of?
1: Um, I think probably the biggest challenge for me is that I am very good at only doing work um, without anyone to come home to. It's a big challenge not to bring all my work home with me um, physically and also in my head. Um, My job is a beautiful mix of people of all ages and it involves a lot of quick decisions and a lot of communicating with others. And sometimes those demands are pretty intense um, and I set some pretty high standards for myself to not forget the learning plans or not forget the shoelaces and and it's quite difficult not to take all of that home. Um, I'm actually learning a lot that having people around me who can listen is really important and really healthy. Um, The other challenge that I find is I really don't like asking for help. I will avoid it at all costs Um, and until I feel like there's probably not another option. Um, I am learning a lot about that as well and I don't ever think it's a coincidence who God places in my life at different times um, to teach me that it's okay to reach out to others for some support.
0: Thank you, Sarah. Um, Katie, what about you, Katie? You're a wife, a mum, a social worker and you volunteer so much at church and organise loads of social events that we we attend, that I attend, Uh, what are some challenges you face that we may not be aware of?
2: For me, really what I'm doing is I'm trying to find a balance in life. It feels like I'm literally juggling a thousand balls and I'm not a good juggler, so I'm bound to drop them. And my life stage at the moment is ever-changing. So just as I feel like I find the rhythm, something major changes. My work is really unpredictable at times as well, and you know, this year my youngest started full-time schooling, so it's an opportunity for me to expand my business and work when the kids are at school. But with a shift working husband, after-school activities which are starting to pile on, my serving roles at church, I'm really struggling to find the balance, and let alone adding on time for regular exercise and my own health and then time with my family and my extended family and also time with friends it's a real juggle and every day I tend to focus on the failures the balls that I dropped rather than the ones that honestly I am still juggling quite skillfully at times and I think it's TD Jakes it it, in a global leadership summit who was talking about the busyness when everyone was simplifying things and he seemed to be doing more and more and more. And he said, the key is to not drop the same ball twice in a row. So I've kind of adopted that and gone, you know what, as long as I don't drop the same ball that I dropped yesterday, today, then I'm doing okay and I hope for grace.
0: Katie, you are doing a fantastic job. Yeah. Jono, what about you? As a husband, father and someone with a high-profile consuming job, what are some challenges that you face that we may not be aware of?
3: Um, for me, I think it's more getting a bit older, Katie. My children are now um, you know, forming their own worldviews and making their own decisions, um, taking responsibility for things. So it's really a seeking of wisdom um, to, as, as I see them grow and, and form those ideas and want to and take those responsibilities and make decisions for themselves, it's, for me, it's um, understanding where to put limits and where to let them go and, um, and allow them to, to grow into those responsibilities. So for me, it's very much about wisdom. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Now for all of us from all life stages, oh sorry, I missed a very important question. Um, We as door of hope, when I say we as door of hope, I don't mean the church leadership, I mean all of us. Um, Our mission here is to be a door of hope um, through Jesus Christ to a fragile and uncertain world. So I wanna ask our panel, everyone, starting with Andy, How is the world fragile and uncertain for people in your life stage? And how can we all be a door of hope through Jesus Christ to you and the people in your life
4: stage? Sure. Thank you. Morning, everyone. Um, I I have the privilege of working with um, lots of humans uh, in my work. Uh, We do uh, lots of coaching and listening and asking questions. And I think it's very accurate to say that the world that we live in is volatile, uncertain, chaotic, complex, complex ambiguous there's wow. a nice little acronym there and i think that's very accurate um and, and we um all of us know that there's a lot of change going on around us we've heard it, heard it just this morning uh, and thankfully we're all living longer than any generations before us which means that all of us will experience far more change in our lifetimes than any other generation before us so change is here to stay Um, And so I think when we think about how do we be people who bring hope uh, to a world that is changing and uncertain and complex and and ambiguous, where I start uh, for myself, Winnie, is I say, well, I can't give what I don't have. It's very hard for me as a follower of Jesus to be somebody who can give hope to other people mm. if that's running short that's right. in my own world as well. So just thinking about, um, about the question, mm-hmm. thinking, well, th- 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 there are two things that I think have helped and I would suggest will help us um, to, to bring hope to others in a, in a world that, that cha- is changing very much. I think the first one is just remembering that God is God and I am not. I, I have quite a good forgettery. <laughs> and I'm particularly good at forgetting that God is God and I am not. And so when we're juggling all the balls and we, we need wisdom and we feel like it's in, in short supply, one of the things that has helped me a lot is just remembering that. You know, yeah. in the moment, in the half hour, in the car journey, whatever it is, I, my job isn't to be God. In this world, my job isn't to hold everything together. In this world, that's God's job, and and you know we used to sing, you know He's got the whole world in His hands. I forget that very often, but when I remember it, I go, ha. So if His job is being God, that leaves me as just asking Him. This is sort of my second thing, really. What is it that you want me to do in this situation? Oh. Uh, what what are you saying? How are you getting my attention? What does it look like for me to remember your God and just be present to people in this situation? So I think the remembering is a thing that, you know, I say to myself and I would encourage all of us, let's remember in the volatile, uncertain world, it's not my job to be God. My job is to listen, to notice what he's up to and just figure out how do I join in. And those two things have really helped me. I think Winnie and I would suggest would be helpful for all of us.
0: My mother-in-law once said that she loves the name of our church door of hope but we un- we open the door to hope that is through jesus christ it's not through us you know as a teacher as a mom as you know in whatever we do that's so good andy thank you katie what about you uh, how can we be a door of hope to people of your life stage or
2: If anyone's like me, then we're at a stage where we're probably discovering and learning to love who we were truly created to be, Um, really kind of settling into how God's created us and what his calling and purpose is on our life as well. Um, But in the midst of that, we're navigating those demands of career, of family, of societal pressures, um, of some of us ageing parents, other of us slowing health and fitness of our own. Mm. And many of us are in debt or trying to get in debt with buying a house. And quite frankly, the economy is uncertain at the moment and the pandemic is still threatening and nothing really feels that stable and certain in life. So reminding us that God is stable that he is dependable and that he is in control is one of the first things. And, you know, realising that in the big leaps of faith and the turning points in our life that we can lean into God in that time um, that we are in this, this changing world. And helping us to see and to celebrate our unique value and our worth and also um, to see the wins that we are each achieving each day. And then practical help, a meal for a new parent or just busy parents, or grace for the unkept house or car, sorry Ben, (laughs) or gardens. The fact that we're not going to get and do everything and that's okay. Or realizing that when you catch up with me, you're probably going to be catching up with my children too and, and that's okay. Or a smile instead of a frown when my children behave as yeah. a six, almost six-year-old and an 8 year a six-year-old girl and an eight-year-old boy behave, which sometimes is quite surprising to me. <laughs> and, and pray, pray for us that we'll actually start to enjoy this balancing dance of life.
0: One time I was at a supermarket and an elderly lady said to me, it is so wonderful to see such well-behaved children. I wanted to hug her and kiss her and take her home. <laughs> so let's be that. Um, what about you, Jono? How can we be a door of hope? Actually, I'm in this life stage too. How can everyone else be a door of hope to us, to you in your life stage?
3: Yep. I'm gonna pick up what you said there, Katie. So prayer's a really big one for me. Um, as, as my children now are young adults and the proximity to me grows further and further away, they can now go book an aeroplane flight and take off if they choose to or drive to the East Coast or whatever, mm-hmm. um, but the whole mentoring and influence that I can have on those decisions is harder. So um, I've got a secret ace up my sleeve though and that's prayer. So I can turn any concern or any worry or any praise point I have into prayer. About those circumstances now that I'm not in that close proximity to them, um, and the other thing that I've really appreciated um, in recent years is is the youth circles here, and having a, a safe place to let them grow, um, let them you know learn how to take responsibility for matters, mm. um, build relationships, you yeah. know dealing with relationships and how to. Um, work through those in a, in a positive sense, even yeah. when there are struggles. Um, so having that, that sort of space to to allow them to, to form those, um, you know, those ideas in their, in their hearts and minds is, is really valuable. Hmm. Um, and, yeah, I think really the third thing is just getting back to prayers, just praying for that generation. You know, the 20 to 30-year-old, and that's not where all my children are, but they're, they're getting there fast, <laughs> it seems. Um, you know, that that space that's a real um, fork in the road I mean we all remember that there's, there's a chance where you could lose a few years through some poor decisions so let's pray that you know they can make really solid um, mm. decisions at that point and have a really strong foothold moving into those um, those 20 to 30 year mm. um, phase and and beyond yeah. so praying for that um, you know that group of young people I think really a way that, um, that we all can help. Hmm. Yeah.
0: So the team that serves in the youth ministry and the kids ministry is a great support, aren't they? And the young adults pastor is pretty cool, I heard. Well, yeah. <laughs> and um, and I, I, we have an elderly couple who uh, I adopted as my parents, whether they like it or not, and they get prayer requests all the time for my children and they support me in that way and they catch up and they, they pray for us and that's, that's just lovely. Thank you, Jono. And what about you, Sarah? How can we be a door of hope to people in your life stage?
1: Um, I guess I'm coming at it from a little bit of a, a different perspective. Um, I've had to navigate a lot of adulting um, as an individual rather than with a partner or a, a family team. Um, and the uncertainty of that can be quite daunting and learning that, uh, I think, similar to what I said before, learning who I can trust in that and who I can lean on. Um, when something is new to me, the sheer quantity of decision-making can be quite overwhelming. Um, and in our uncertain world, um, particularly, I guess, in these last few years, in in the things I guess that Katie's mentioned of yeah. houses and and um, the practical side of of the future can yeah it can be quite draining. Um, I also find I'm in mean, a little bit of a constant tension between um, my introverted nature of needing to recharge by myself, but not becoming lonely because I haven't spent enough time with people that care um, and I really think we're in a, a beautiful church that can really help by, by teaching us and, and walking alongside us. Um, I'm pretty sure most of us in different times would be, be happy for someone to come along and say let's do this together. Um, yeah. And I know when life is a little bit overwhelming, um, just knowing that I have people here around me that can encourage or support or pray um, is, is a really, really significant part of my life. Um, I don't think we're designed to do this life alone, even yeah. us single, single people. And yeah. so caring for others and, and putting up those healthy guardrails is a really, really important um, part of this church. So, yeah.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah. Thank you for that Now for all of us from all life stages Let's think about how we can reach across the generations and listen better Andy in your job. You talk to lots of people from different backgrounds um, Can you tell us what you do and give us some tips on how we can meaningfully connect across the generations?
4: Uh, I m- My work is helping leaders lead and helping humans flourish. That's my shortest way of describing it. I'm a leadership coach. I work with organizations helping them to build strong and healthy teams. Um, And so I I think I'm, I'm passionate about people. I love humans. It's good to be a human. It's good to be alive. Uh, and, uh, and humans are wonderful. We're fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, we're made in the image of God, every single one of us. So, you know, thinking about how, how we're people who bring hope to the world, like I would really remind us afresh, myself afresh, we're the people who get to bring hope to every person in our city, every person in our state. So the connecting, the challenges we've heard here this morning are absolutely true for people who don't know God, even yeah. more so, yeah. perhaps than those of us who do, so we're the the good news, we're the the bringers of hope. The two things I think that that, that come to mind, uh, Winnie, in terms of tips, as it it were, um, uh, Paul writes in in Ephesians 2, he says, we are God's handiwork, created for good works that Christ prepared for us in advance to do, and that idea I think is true, every person, every human that we talk to, they're, they're God's handiwork, God knit them together. In, his, in, in in their mother's wombs, fearfully and wonderfully and so one tip for, i've found if we can call it that is just to remember whenever i'm with somebody particularly who don't who doesn't know that they were fearfully and wonderfully made just to see how do i see the god's fingerprint on them how do, how do i see the image of god in this person so sometimes you've got to look pretty hard <laughs> but it's there yeah. And so I think if we are wanting to connect meaningfully with people of any generation, that's been a really helpful starting point, I think. It's not to see all the stuff we don't like, the stuff that annoys us, that's different, where we would disagree, where we think we perhaps ought to correct oh. them, or help them see the error of their ways, <laughs> that might come. But actually to see them as being fearfully and wonderfully made, I think oh. that's been huge, that's been really helpful. Uh, The second thing, I think, I don't know who said this to me. It might be my auntie in in Scotland. She said, sometimes what people need is a really good listening to.
0: Oh, I love that.
4: And um, (laughs) I'm used to being told I need to have a really good talking to. And sometimes we get that balance upside down. Uh, And I think, again, when it comes to connecting meaningfully with people of all different generations, actually being curious longer seeking to listen longer, asking questions about them before telling them about yeah. us, uh, right. goes a long, 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 long way. And you know, for good reasons, we can be quick to give people our good advice. Um, and there's a place for it. But I think increasingly we earn a place to speak into other people's lives by being interested, by seeing them as being fearfully and wonderfully made and listening giving them a good listening to
0: mm, and being curious Indeed. about them i love that mm. well what do you think of our panel this morning yes. aren't they fantastic yes. i believe that god has spoken to you this morning one way or another one thing or another and i would like you to now think about one takeaway from this morning just have a little think Now after the service, I want you to find someone who is from a different generation to you and tell them what your one takeaway is from this morning. And there is another challenge, my final challenge to you. Over this week, actually over these next few weeks, buy a coffee for someone 20 years older than you And for those of you who are over 70 you might want to find someone 20 years younger than you and sit down with them for 10 to 15 minutes and be curious and give them a good listening to and connect meaningfully i really believe that this is the heart of god for us to do life together and to do it well can i just pray can i just pray Father, I want to thank you that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And through Jesus, you've made us friends of God. Thank you. Lord, as we talk about the challenges we face in this fragile and uncertain world, we thank you that you are our hope. We thank you that you are our constant. And we thank you because of that, we can bring that hope to those around us. So, Lord, I just pray. That you help us to, yeah, through this series, to learn to listen, to cross the generation gaps, (laughs) and to really connect and teach us all to see each other the way you see us. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, everyone.